Shall we read a poem from A Light in the Attic? Hello, all, and welcome to Shall We Read a Poem? I'm still Russ. I'm now Lauren, and was before, too. <laughs> I was wrong about Artemis. It it took off. I was wrong about Artemis. It did not become the world's largest firework as I anticipated. It had a lot of trouble, though. It really tried. It is on its way to tell us useless things about the moon now, so good for it. Good job, Artemis. You made it off the <laughs> ground. <laughs> More than can be said for me. I mean, I can jump, just not that high. I don't even know if I can jump. I think I'm like one of those video game characters where they didn't program that in. Yeah, and... I'm actually not very good at it. Like, if you ask me to just jump from from being still, I'm like, what? <laughs> jump up, Russ. Eh, why? Uh, yeah, I'm not There's great nothing at... nothing more worthwhile up there. Yeah, I'm not great at jumping up from a still position at all. On that subject, though, I kind of remember as a kid trying to learn how to jump, like trying to figure out how to coordinate my muscles to jump and now that i'm adult i think i have forgotten again <laughs> i remember learning how to fall when i did like judo and stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. minerva has come to see what i'm doing and now the kittens have followed hooray how many kittens uh three you may hear growling at the background that's minerva growling at kittens yay well, I have so much to talk about, but it all revolves around my poem. So let's get started with you then. So I am reading Adventures of a Frisbee. Oh, hooray! The Frisbee. He got tired of sailing to and fro and to, and thought about the other things that he might like to do. So the next time that they threw him, he turned there in the sky and sailed away to try and find some new things he could try. He tried to be an eyeglass, but no one could see through him. He tried to be a UFO, but everybody knew him. He tried to be a dinner plate, but he got cracked and quit. He tried to be a pizza, but got tossed and baked and bit. He tried to be a hubcap, but the cars all moved too quick. He tried to be a record, but the spinning made him sick. He tried to be a quarter, but he was too big to spend. So, he rolled home, quite glad to be a Frisbee once again. Hooray! Happy ending! I guess there's a picture of a Frisbee. Wow, that no. must have been a hard one to draw. <laughs> <laughs> Job done. One circle. Well, I have been traveling. Tell us about it, Russ. I went to Italy, mostly in Rome, uh, one day in Napoli. And I had been to Italy when I was 18, so 22 years ago, and remembered the big things, but not really, you know, like anything useful. Remember I had red wine for the first time in Italy? And Rome... <laughs> looks exactly the same as I remember it. I don't think they have built a new building in the last two decades. I have never been to Italy. The food was spec-fucking-tacular. 
That was all it was cracked up to be. I really want to go to Italy just so I can eat. We rented a Vespa on one day, and so I got to be Gregory Peck and drive around the city pointing out things. Also, everyone should learn how to drive a Vespa in Rome because that is pants on head insane. I have never had such a good time as I did driving through massive crowds of people just trying not to murder anyone. It was so much freaking fun. But stories like this are not interesting, as I've said before. You need a little misfortune to make any trip interesting. And did you get it? Well, just a tiny one. And it's not even a misfortune, it's just a humorous occurrence. All right, go for it. So my habit is to send postcards when on vacation. Like the old school stampy ones. You sure do. Because because it creates an opportunity to have a new adventure. My fridge like, is I full. Gotta... <laughs> <laughs> and my fridge is covered with your postcards. You got to track down the stampies. You got to find the right postcards or any postcards in some cases. Then you got to take time out and address and write the things. And it's just a nice little decompression. So... All of the guidebooks, guidebooks, huh. guide sites, for Italy told me to avoid post offices. They said they were all a draconian hangover, where, like, you just get lost in bureaucracy just trying to create, just trying to go about this simple interaction. So I said, okay, go to tobacconists to get your stamps. Also, everyone there smokes. Super cool. So I went to the tobacconist and I said, do you have stamps in my best Italian? And he shrugged and said, no idea what you're talking about. Go see my friend Alberto up the street. So up the street I went. Hey, Alberto, Giuseppe sent me. Do you have any stamps? I have no idea what you're talking about, Alberto replied. So finding myself low on options because the two nearest tobacconists were like, no. I decided to try the post office. It, oh no, were the stories true? It was still the kind of post office where you have to take a number upon entering. And even then, the number doesn't seem to correspond to anything that's actually happening in the post office. Then I realized it was the wrong kind of number. Because if you're seeing someone about, like, mail, that's a certain number. And if you're seeing someone about a post box, which mail also goes to, but that's a different number. And then if you're seeing someone about other related things, that's a different number. So it's the DMV. It is the DMV. But there's not even a car at the end of it. (laughs) Well, you don't get a car at the end of the DMV. They don't give out cars. You get to drive one. Yeah, I guess. Or drive away. Get out of there. You get to leave. Well, I found my right number, and eventually I found it to the right person. Now, everyone in Rome spoke some degree of English. But I was never one to assume, and so I'm going to try some Italian. And we all have Google Translate. So I asked the nice lady, in my best Italian, do you have any stamps? And the look on her face could have melted a sword. Like, you have never seen such a beautiful scowl. So I held up my phone where the Italian still was. Her eyes rolled back so far. This was the biggest imposition she had ever been faced with. She had to call her manager over to figure out where to get stamps. Oh my god. Oh, this, wow. is, this is the <laughs> post office. 
What, what, <laughs> what else do you sell here? What? Yeah, what were people doing at the post office? Were there other, like, other people had numbers, I assume. What were they doing? Waiting. My transaction, buying stamps at the post office, took 20 minutes. Holy fuck. I went to the post office today, and yeah, I waited in line for a little bit, but it really took didn't take very long to get stamps they were sort of like go i was like i would like stamps please and they were like well go look at those over there and tell us which ones you want so i had to get out of line look at the stamps then i got back in line it was not very long line and i was like i would like these stamps and then voila the stamps were there she conferred with her manager for a time before deciding that indeed these were the correct stamps that she had to go and get from the back room not from right there where they are in every post office I actually, the person helping me today did have to get the stamps of my choice from the back room, but like (laughs) she knew where they were. She was also the kind of person that doesn't slow down her Italian at all based on my level of native speaking. (laughs) And so we kind of meandered through that bit of the conversation. But I also like, just as the capper, she was wearing a designer sweater with the days of the week on it, but they were all written in English. (laughs) That is, that's very, that's a very difficult tale of getting stamps. When I was in Germany, the way you got stamps is you either, well, I didn't actually go into a post office at any point. They sold them at all the, like, tourist information centers. Ah, that would be a sensible place. I know. know, it was a great place for them. Hey, we speak your language, and also... Yeah, are you a tourist? We can sell you a postcard and a stamp. It's You know, Germany would seem like a place that would have, like, pre-stamped postcards. Hmm. Feels more efficient. Hmm. While we're on the subject of Germany, I got a letter in the mail and from official letter from Germany. I was like, ah, crap. This is from when I got detained by police, isn't it? (laughs) And yes, it was. But luckily, it was a very short letter and it pretty much just says the case is closed. (laughs) And then at the bottom, it apologized for the letter not being signed. (laughs) Okay. I was like, that is a very German thing, I guess. It's to apologize thing to do. for an automated letter that isn't signed. <laughs> but I only knew what it said because I asked Google Translate and it... Was it written in German? Oh, yeah, it was in German. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was written in German and I used Google Translate and it seems to say the case is closed and nothing more will be done. And I don't know if that's... I suppose that's against me, rather than when I was like, well, they suck too. But in any case, it's done with, and they're very sorry they couldn't sign the letter. Well, good news, when you get to go back eventually to Germany, I'm sure this will definitely never come up again and never create any headaches whatsoever when trying to cross a border. I mean, I don't think it will. I hear about people still trying to, like, they got a ticket in Canada 20 years ago, and they still get detained by the border. Yeah, this was like a little nowhere town in Germany. As with all things, time will tell. Yeah, I suppose so. Well, I loved Rome. It was fan-freaking-tastic. I I wish I could say really anything about Napoli, but I was only there for a day, and it was fine. Whenever you say Uh, Napoli, I'm like, you mean Napoli? Yeah, Naples. (laughs) Napoli? I don't know. For some reason, when you say Napoli to me, I'm like, no, that's not how you say it. I'm like, he was just there. Of course, that's how you say it. Get over it. (laughs) 
So then I fly home and you get that moment of like instant nostalgia where you the next day you go about your daily routine again and it's like, oh, did this did that actually happen? Was that just like a week-long dream? But for me, I, I didn't even get to hold that up because at the end of this week, I'm moving. Oh, right. I am currently surrounded by boxes. You can't see a whole lot of them. Yeah, it does look a little more sparse on the walls. So I'm very much looking forward to this move. But this little poem kind of put me in the mind of every single little change and thing and job that we do and, you know, ultimately the meaning of what it is to be us. Mm -hmm. However, I'm a giant nerd. And I realize that these questions have all been answered before me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure by lots of people. And th also, we have probably answered them ourselves on a fairly regular basis. We probably ask ourselves these questions frequently whenever we have a, a bout of existential angst, which is often. And so the 11th doctor got me through it. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Tell me about it. Because the 11th doctor said we all change when you think about it. We're all different people all through our lives. And that's okay. That's good. You've got to keep moving. So long as you remember all the people that you used to be. And uh, then he exploded in a shower of green light and became a different person, literally. Man, I've worked a lot of weird jobs. I was once a janitor for a professional wrestling venue. Better than being a janitor in like a wank bank. That is my favorite weird job. <laughs> So, travels and moving and being different people and changing into different things and working lots of jobs and all the conglomerations of people that you eventually become. Ooh, I am on a frisbee adventure. So, on that subject, there's this... Sometimes people will put up, like, pithy sayings or phrases that are supposed to make you think. <laughs> is this glurge? Glurge? What's a glurge? No, oh, glurge is all that the the, the feel-good things that you see on Facebook where it's like, this kitten was born with only one leg and now he runs marathons. You know that bullshit. Yeah. But some of them are things, like, there was one on a street that I think it said something like, what is art to you? And, oh. And someone wrote that on, like, some, we used paint and wrote that on, like, a piece of wood or something and and hammered it to a telephone pole. And I, I liked that one because someone said, someone went and changed it to, what is a fart to you? And then, and then somebody else like wrote some really sad thing below, like, why would you destroy this? And I was like, no, I like it better now. All three, that, like that was a progression of improvement. That yeah. was like, this is good, this is good, this is good. So on my way back from downtown, now there's another board with some, painted on it and it says what we think we become mm. and for the longest time i thought it was said what we think we become like what do you think you become like you might think you're becoming something but you might actually not be becoming that you might be becoming different but mm. then after a while i realized what actually it's meant was what we think we become so like you are what you think Mm. Or you become what you think, which I like a lot less than wondering if you can possibly conceive of what you will be. That's all this feels very glergy to me because, of course, you don't become what you think. Like, right. If, I, if, if, if that was true, I'd be fucking Batman. Well, the glergiest for me is that you think something and you become it. But to me is 
it's it's not all that bright and sunny or or like full of that just so wisdom to think to to say like you know to wonder about what we think we become like to question what you think you're going what you'll become Vancouver has a piece of public artwork that was done in 2017 by an artist named Justin Langolis and it says should I be worried <laughs> that resonates with me quite a bit more yeah I like that <laughs> ah, oh well Russ you could have played along and been like yeah let's think about this but nah nah you're like this isn't this doesn't make give me any thoughts at all but then again you're not the one biking by it all the time uh, no, I don't think. Uh, I think what I think has absolutely no bearing on my reality. No, but you could pretend to be interested uh, for the sake of the podcast. <laughs> I did. I played along with it for seven seconds, and then I brought up another piece of art, All which right. is also stupid. <laughs> They're both stupid. There, I'm playing along. I hate them both. <laughs> okay. Okay. What you think you become, not when I think I become it. I think you become a fuck. <laughs> I'm leaving all that in. Or are you pulling up a picture of it? No, I'm pulling up a poem to read. Oh, okay. It's also about a journey. It's called Quick Trip. <laughs> We've been caught by the quick digesting gink. And now we're dodging his teeth. And now we're resting in his intestine. And now we're back on the street. And it is a lovely drawing. I love this drawing. It's a picture of a kind of like a deep sea eel creature with these small eyes, large nose, and uh, razor sharp teeth, swallowing a bunch of kids. Uh, and he's very long. This goes on for three pages. So you have to turn the page to see his tail. Well, four pages. And uh, and then he's pooping the kids out on the other side. So that's what I have to say about all of this. It's all bullshit, Russ. It's all shit. The southern United States has a chain of gas stations called Quick Trip. Well, now it will have a new meaning. They offer very good benefits and are largely considered a good place to work. Do they have good bathrooms if you're stopping there? They do have good bathrooms. Well, then it's perfect. When things get busy, one cashier can work two registers. So, like, you ring him up here, this guy gets rung up, and you're booping your boopers at the same time, and you don't have to wait on the guy in front of you. Wow. If that's... Leads to very quick lines. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've never seen a dissatisfied employee working there. I like that. That's good. There are so many dis dissatisfied employees for good reason. So now let's talk about being quickly digested and shat out by something. That is the opposite of the Sarlacc. <laughs> the sarlacc is look at me engage with this i'm started to <laughs> i actually was just going to end the podcast at the end of that <laughs> that, that was <laughs> just being like poop bye i don't know <laughs> i lost my steam on it not not so easy when it's you on the other end yeah um well, where? So the Sarlacc, right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> how long does the, how long does stuff take to get through your digestive system? I don't know. It depends on how well you're digesting things. Definitely, if 
you are sick, you can definitely eat something and it can go through in a few hours and <laughs> you'll see it on the other end looking very much the same. I ate some chili last night and it was just a little too spicy. Like I was a little bit heavy handed with the peppers. And uh, why is it that you get to taste it twice? Why do I have heat receptors in my bum? <laughs> That's not really, I mean, it's different than having heat receptors in... That's not tasting. Well, well, why, well, then why, why is it? Why am I tasting? Because I feel I taste burn in two places. Okay. Is the this Mayo, some like, evolutionary holdover? The Mayo Clinic says after you eat, it takes six to eight hours for food to pass through your stomach and small intestine, and then it's in the large intestine, and then what happens to it? It takes thirty-six hours for food to move through the entire colon. Okay, so. It takes two to five days for something to enter your body and then leave. But that seems weird because we all know that if we eat corn one day, then then it, there it is. Who is it that had that old joke? I can't remember. Some comedian had that joke where it's like, why do we eat corn? Why don't we just dump it in the toilet and save the trouble? <laughs> I mean, you're not. it's just that you're not digesting the outside of the corn, which is a full <laughs> of cellulose. It's like the, the juicier, sweeter insides you do digest. Also, it's delicious. It's corn. It's the most beautiful thing. It's corn. Can I put the song in there? Yes. For me, I really like corn. What do you like about corn? It's corn. A good corn that knobs. It has the juice. It has the juice. the most beautiful thing. It's corn. I also know that humans are uh, deuterostomes. Which yes, means yes. that our assholes form before our mouths. Yes, yes. We're one big tube. <laughs> I feel like if humans were marketed to an alien race, that would be the slogan that was on our box. <laughs> one big tube. Humans, colon, one big tube. Pun fucking intended. <laughs> well, do we need an uplifting thought or have we have we pretty much been uplifting this episode? I think we've been fine. We haven't been down. A rocket launched, we're assholes, and we think too much. Sure.